Hi, I'm Ben Days, executive producer of Aiden 5, the web series, and you're listening to Genretainment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Genretainment, right here on SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks and Julie, and today we have part two of a very special episode of Genretainment with our coverage of LA WebFest. In today's episode, we speak to the creative teams behind such award-winning series as the New York-produced superhero comedy Super Knocked Up, the LA-based Cater Pitchers, who talk about their new comedy series, The Ladies and the Gents, which just premiered this week, superhero series Justice Woman, and the Vancouver comedy Last Chance Casting. We had a great time chatting and hanging out with them throughout the festival. We did a Google Plus video chat with Super Geeked Up, which had tons of great creators on it, and a cross-promotional video with Super Knocked Up too, which was hilarious. <laughs> and with Rob and Tanya of Cater Pictures, we actually went out to breakfast with them and decided to do an impromptu interview in the parking lot. Why not? Why well, yeah. It were there. Now, besides Reality on Demand winning a visual effects award at the festival, one of the other cool things that happened was Marx was on a panel. Yes, uh, we talked about the future of web series. I think it goes without saying we all agreed that there is going to be a future. Are you sure? <laughs> I there don't is? know. I don't know. I think the this internet's... could be a fad. The internet's just a fad. <laughs> I, I don't see it lasting. Now, some of us were concerned that the independent voices on the web would get buried by studio-backed web series. Uh, there was also concern about how to make a web series a reliably profitable business model. I can tell you with confidence that most of the thousands of web series out there aren't doing it for the money. And uh, Good thing. <laughs> but they sure wouldn't mind making money. No, nobody wanted to make money. <laughs> uh, I also voiced that I felt that the web series community is, is very supportive with each other and usually unusually so compared to uh, other entertainment medium communities. That's true. And that we hoped it would continue to grow those relationships to help each other and hopefully never see each other as competition. Now overall, a great discussion with various ideas batted about how to fix issues and move forward. But, you know, enough by blabbing. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Let's get ready for these interviews. But first. Before we start, we want to remind you that part one was just a couple of days ago and you should be able to find it at scifipulseradio.com. We interviewed the creators of the Canadian crime thriller Clutch, the London-produced supernatural satire series The Bloody Mary Show, food-themed comedy series Pairings, the post-apocalyptic western drifter Broken Road, and Ozarks-produced horror mystery Stage Fright. You gotta say Bloody Mary Show of British accent. Uh, it's gonna be bloody, not bloody. Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're about to start the interview. Do I have to do the Canadian ones with a Canadian accent, too? Uh, sure. I don't know what Canadian collection I don't. I'm different. not sure which... <laughs> They're really Ontario. They just say a few things different. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Sorry. The O's and the R's. Okay, well, we're about to start the interviews, but before we get uh, started with them, we do want to point out that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from uh, the theme song of our web series, Reality on Demand, a song composed and performed by our friend T. Sean Hardy. Speaking of our Canadian friends. <laughs> yes, he's Canadian. Uh, you can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. And speaking of music, any music you hear before and after the interviews are segments from their respective shows. Now let's get started with part two of our interviews from L.A. Hey 
Hey everyone, this is Marks and and Julie, and you're listening to Genre Tainment. We're here in LA at LA Web Fest with Jeff Burns and Jordan Gibson from Super Knocked Up. Hi guys. Hi. How are you doing? Hi everybody. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your show? Go He's ahead. gonna do it. Uh, you do it great, Me? Julie. Go ahead. All right, cool. Our show is a comedic web series where my character Darkstar, she's a super villain. She gets super knocked up by her arch enemy Captain Amazing who's an annoying douchebag of a superhero the kind of guy you love to hate and we have to figure out how we're going to um, go through the pregnancy and the labor and raise the baby together and it's just a mess but it's funny it's very funny (laughs) (laughs) disastrous so this is season two that you have being released right now, right? How many episodes of season two do you have out? So right now we have the first two episodes of season two out, which you can watch at superknockedup.com. And we've got three more to go. Actually, our next one, episode three, um, pretty much for at least Mark, who plays Captain Amazing Jordy and I, is our, our favorite one. Uh, before we shot, it's our favorite, and uh, it's coming together awesome. I can't wait to show people. Yeah, it's, it was a really, well, all the episodes were so fun to yeah. shoot, but uh, there were, there's some crazy scenes in uh, this third episode. Now, you came on to the series in season two, so could you tell us a little bit about how you got to be on on this project? Sure. Um, I had heard of Super Knocked Up uh, just because it had gotten so many views, and it was um, there was a comic book about it, and it was just a very cool concept, I mean, super villain and superhero. So when I, um, I was just on Actors Access one night uh, where a place where actors submit themselves for roles, and I saw uh, that they were recasting the lead, and I was like, what? No way. I couldn't believe it. And then I, I was like, yeah, I don't like anything like that girl. But I decided to um, submit anyways. And I submitted and Jeff watched a uh, web series that I was on sell, the web series. And uh, we talked and, and the rest is history. Actually, she was the only one who submitted. So no, did. you didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, actually, actually, we had over 700 submissions, to be honest with you. So that kind of shows you how. Uh, and there was a lot of really awesome ones. So. But uh, Jordy was far and away the clear choice. There was no, there was no doubt about it. It had to be her. She was amazing. That's better. He he fixed it. Dug himself <laughs> out of that grave. <laughs> I'll, I'll dig some more. I'm sure. <laughs> I know. So I was going to say, at at what point in season two are you going to have the baby? Then are we uh, going I, to see the labor? How how graphic does this get? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, in episode two of season two, the cliff. All right. I guess I'll give it away, but. If you're listening to this, go watch it first, then come back and listen to this. But <laughs> the the cliffhanger, the end of episode two of season two is is Jordy going to labor. Right? True. That's yes. fun, right? Yes, it was fun actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's Dark Star's powers? Dark Star, she has many superhero or super. Did I just say superhero? Yeah. That's terrible because she is not. I repeat, she is not a superhero. She is a supervillain. I meant super powers um she's incredibly fast she's incredibly strong she's just a badass all around but the coolest one the most visual is that she has this um energy charge from her hands and jeff is better at describing it than i am yeah thanks i was i love to see you try to describe it yeah like try to show she's doing a great visual aid for anyone who can't see it through the radio (laughs) and through their computer you know she's it's like this y'all it's like like that it's telling, not quite, it's telling a like, story like with her fingers. It's only a little more intense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she, um, Darkstar can shoot uh, an energy blast from her hand, then kind of like Cyclops, not from the eyes, but from the hand. Uh, she can, yes, like, have like a charged energy fist to like really knock the crap out of Captain Amazing. 
uh, which she loves doing, and she can create a shield around her of energy. So a lot of energy-based powers, and yeah. she, uh, she's pretty tough chick. Thank you. It's true. True story. I mean, I'm a dark star, not you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and so oh. could you explain a little bit about um, his powers, Captain Amazing? Oh, let's see. Do you know his power? <laughs> the power yeah. of... Being a douchebag? Being a douchebag of seducing yes, women. extreme douchebaggery. Yeah. The power to break condoms. He's very fast. He's very fast. <laughs> oh! Oh, not in uh, that way, but yeah, sure, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You got knocked I mean, up and it wasn't even that he, uh, The speed of wind. There you go. The speed of wind? <laughs> the speed of light, y'all. It is late. <laughs> Should I stop talking? I should start miming. Breeze. It's not really the speed of light. It's just kind of a it's light breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really about as powerful and yeah, he's like a tumbleweed. So he 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 is he does have super speed, um, much faster than wind. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. He creates a wind. When have he, you been in West Texas? We have some strong wind. Yeah. East Texas had some strong winds. Yeah, okay, uh, he so. has super strength, very supermanish, you know, powers, and he can fly. And as Mark, if he was here, Mark would say he has super blowing ability. Oh. What he means by that is breath. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Interesting. What he means is, yeah, that's what Mark says. He means he has super breath, though, basically. So he has extremely bad breath that can take out his enemies. Actually, I can uh, have some input here. We had some um, kissing on screen that you will see later in the season. No, his breath is fantastic. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't be after after I give him Listerine strips. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, I fed him constantly Listerine strips, <laughs> but just just to make him embarrassed. <laughs> so, what's the plan after season two? Is there going to be a season three? <laughs> yeah, no. The plan is, the plan is definitely to do a season three. Um, I think it's to tell the whole story that I've got mapped out would be four seasons probably I'm thinking so I would definitely love to complete the whole super knocked up story because I'm having a blast doing it with uh, everybody well she's alright but everybody else <laughs> and, and Jordy too yeah <laughs> now do the powers you have get based on who your parents are so could your baby have like cyclops hands and bad yeah, breath yeah. How, how did dark star get her powers do we ever find out is it are people born with these powers do they get accidents you know so and uh yeah from what i not that we really go a lot into this in the series so far but in my own i guess canon that i've created uh yeah it's it's an inheritance thing so i guess probably the closest they would be i guess what maybe like a mutant i guess right that if your parents were super powered you're a good chance you're going to be super powered so that plays into it and so I don't say too much because that's going to be down the road you're going to find out about because uh, the big thing is Jessica never knew her parents uh, which is a big part of her character and uh, so you find a little bit more about that as the seasons go on and kind of where that all came from her powers and stuff uh oh they're not going to end up being related are they <laughs> no <laughs> oh, that, that's, like, there's going to be a big secret revealed about oh lord that's, oh, that, no, that'd be gross <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk a little bit about that though with her character and how that Incest? affects her Yes. yes. A little more insight. Please explain sure. a little um, bit more about what that is. Well, you, are, you are from <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Anyways, wait, what was the question? Explain what? <laughs> it was about like, Dark Souls. See, I get, I get nervous about spoilers. I literally bite my tongue and look at Jeff so he talks about Fortunately, it. Fortunately, so with I don't her superpower, her tongue grows back. Fortunately. Yes. yes. I would generate like a starfish. in trouble. Yes. Starfish. No, I was asking about if you want to say anything about her character and how like the not having her parents kind of. Oh, know. oh yes, 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 yes. Um, man, that's just affected every part of her, um, and you know, part of the path that she went on, the, the bad girl path of, um, 
you know, she didn't have parents, she didn't have any guidance, and she was like, well, I had to fend for myself. She had to grow up, you know, very quickly, and um, she just never really had good people around her, and she fell into a bad way, super villain life, <laughs> robbing Chinese restaurants and stuff. That's true, actually. That's in the, that's in the, that's in a cup <laughs> coming episode. exactly what so, I would do. So you won't rob the Italian or the Greek, but you specifically well, go for the Chinese. Oh, definitely. Okay. You'll find yeah, out that her, she likes Chinese food a lot. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it had something to do with, like, magic fortune She's not a racist or anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> magic fortune cookies. Season three. Yeah, she just stocks up on fortune cookies. <laughs> That's how I decide my next move. She's not real, a real fan of baklava or nope. cannolis or anything. Not she, my thing. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all the other characters that you've created, because you have a bunch of heroes and villains, besides Captain Amazing and Darkstar, which one is your favorite? I guess... I mean, obviously, look, I love them all because I created them all. So, oh, and sorry, Jordy's over here, like looking at me as she's like, leaning against a chair. Mine? <laughs> but he said, with besides it's Dark Star Captain, no, yeah, besides us. Now I'm curious. Oh, you look very curious, actually. I do, the this way is you're, my curious I wish people could see this right now. <laughs> she's perfected that curious face over the course of the whole season. <laughs> um, just do that all season three. Okay. Look at Captain Amazing that way. I will. Um, probably for I would say Mystic Girl I think who's um, one of the teen heroes and her her power is magic from her name but uh, I love writing her because she's a very over enthusiastic like bubbly kind of character and what I love it is because it's the exact opposite of Jessica and her over affection drives Jessica crazy makes her super uncomfortable so I love the like the I guess the dichotomy when those two characters get together so you're the odd couple yeah this girl and she's like a preteen. She's basically me in real life. <laughs> this girl. That's actually true. I never <laughs> thought of that. Like, overly bubbly and affectionate. Yeah. Hmm. But you wrote her before you met me. I did. Yeah. No. It's so funny to see um, and to to read their reactions because in McKinley, the girl that plays her is just love her and she's so good at this role and she she like tackles me in this one scene whiplash so she's basically a lovable golden retriever puppy exactly she is and she's just so excitable and my character's just like get out my face now (laughs) did she say it like that yeah she doesn't no but we're putting that in season three (laughs) we're really not co-writer credit co-writer credit y'all heard it here Um, (laughs) yo bitch get out my face I'm just kidding what's your favorite other hero character or villain you know it's just so hard not to say you're gonna say, yeah, I'm going to say burnout, but right, I meant right. burn up. There you go. Okay, now I feel like you're, you care. Um, burn up, right? Okay, burn up. Really funny. It's, it's because the actor that plays him is, is really funny, John Schnur. Um, his character's burn up, and we always accidentally called him burnout. I think he's really funny. But, you know, I love Dr. Destruction, and um, I love Mom, <laughs> Captain Amazing's mom, who plays. Oh, oh my she's... gosh, she plays a doctor. She's just so good. Oh, Yvonne, Perry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All the characters. Are I want to. I want to know. Uh, in early episodes, his mom is there with him. Does he live with his mom, or what was his mom there for? Was so, he dropping off laundry? Does he live with her? <laughs> That's a good question. So, well, so what's really happening is the way I wrote it is that she's supposed to be dropping off his laundry. Oh, okay. But it's actually his place. But many people actually interpret it as that he lives with his mom, and I actually I'm okay with that because I think it's ridiculous <laughs> and even funnier if he did. Um, so I'm I'm okay with it any way they interpret that. Yeah, 
but the way I wrote it, we couldn't, we couldn't decide which we thought. The way I wrote it, that because even though she's delivering his laundry is ridiculous, that he can't do his own laundry. Yeah, (laughs) you should just be able like blow the dirt off of his clothes, right? Because he's super blowing. That's right. Maybe he blow the stench off of it. Yeah, probably did. (laughs) All right, we'll put you guys on the spot because we were on your super geeked up show recently, and you had a number of questions. So I thought we'd give you a fun little question. This is, I'm sure, I'm sure you've already probably. The tables are turned. Oh, no. I would be shocked if you haven't already covered this kind of question before of being a superhero. But what would be, if you could pick one superpower, what would it be and why? I, I'll go first because Jordy's just going to say, you got to go first because I got to think. Yeah, she's yeah. got a panic face you right now. I got to go first because I got to think. Her eyes actually got wider than we've ever seen them. <laughs> Right. I really wish there was a video, just pictures even to go along with this interview. <laughs> would have been good, yeah. We made her speechless. Uh, so, That's rare. <laughs> well, sorry. So my answer usually is that Spider-Man's my favorite hero, and I would actually love all of Spider-Man's powers because I think it's cool to – because he's strong, but he's not like Superman strong where he's going to like – he could touch you and kill you accidentally, you know, um, and the agility and climbing walls and all that stuff. If I had to choose one of those, though, I love Spidey Sense. Because you know, you know, nobody could sneak up on you, and you know, danger is lurking. And because a lot of people are often trying to sneak up on me on set, like this one next to me. She looks scary. <laughs> I can see why you're afraid. It is. She, she actually is very scary. And terrifying. <laughs> then, then why don't you have a Spider-Man shirt on? You have a Superman shirt on. That's a wrong universe. Even. Oh my gosh! You went from Marvel over to DC. You crossed to the dark side. I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> do you even know what Marvel and DC are? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Aren't those nicknames for... I'm just kidding. I was trying to make up something stupid, but I'm smart enough to know what they are. I grew up with that stuff, too. I, yeah, you did, actually. Her actual geek credit is really impressive. I know my stuff. I know my stuff. Uh, I don't have a Spider-Man. I only, you know what? Superman's not my favorite hero. I dig him, but this is the only shirt I have. It's become an <laughs> iconic... Get you some... Is that the only shirt you have? This poor man traveled to LA Webfest with only the shirt on his back. That's how dedicated I am. He sold all his other clothes to make season we two. We need to start a Kickstarter campaign. Buy, Give buy Jeff Jeffrey's another shirt. shirt. <laughs> we got that question on one of our Super Geeked Up, our fans, and one of our fans says, how many super uh, Superman shirts does Jeff own? I always see him in one. And then she starts laughing, of course, because she knows the answer is one. <laughs> She's like, just don't get too close. <laughs> yeah, notice. She actually takes a list of strips and just puts them all over my shirt. I do. I, I sneak them <laughs> she in. She rubs them. <laughs> She sews them into the <laughs> into the armpits and the neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. <gasps> Me? Okay. Um, I I mean, it's probably not super interesting. Well, it would be interesting, but maybe not super cool. Um, I would love to be a brainiac, to have just, just to be brilliant. That would be so great. I love school. I love learning. I went to a couple of grad schools. I've, I've been a Wait, student a my entire life. She's, she's both, she has a law degree and an MBA. Oh, wow. She's ridiculous. Don't let the blonde hair fool you. She's working on her doctorate in nanotechnology no. like, right now. Don't let the blonde hair fool you. I'm the real legally blonde. I am the real legally blonde. I'll <laughs> tell you now. No, um, I, uh, I just, I want to. There's just so much to know and so so little time. So I think that's my biggest thing, and that's my biggest pet peeve too on myself is when like I don't know the definition of a word or I don't know things i just i spend way too much time just looking things up so it'd be so great if i just knew everything like was a jeopardy you know could win jeopardy or just always dominate at trivial pursuit oh my gosh that would be so cool alex trebek would have to kick you off at some point yeah i know he would (laughs) you have superpowers no superpowers allowed yeah (laughs) i think that'd be cool
Are you guys enjoying LA Whipfest? Oh yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, so this is about, like we're near the end of the second day. And it's awesome. It's just uh, there's just so many awesome you know people here, like you guys and so many other web series creators. That's really the coolest thing. I mean, I really meant Julie. Blaming for that. Oh. <laughs> Except for me, yeah. everyone else is just no, awesome. I meant mainly you was the awesome oh, one of the pair, is what I meant. Oh, I was really okay. trying to dig on Mark's. Oh, you're, you're so, his good side, his better side. Well, that's loud. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That that's more of a requirement for one of our shows. So no, it's been awesome meeting everybody, and uh, you know everybody's so excited, and we're sharing what our series are about, and and doing you know things like this and other cross promotional videos we've been doing, like we just did with you guys. And panels of screens. Yeah, oh my it's gosh, awesome. you were really recording that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I don't know. You haven't yeah. been to too much of it yet. No, unfortunately, I just, you know, because I live in LA, so I'm working. Um, but I've loved a little bit of time. I've gotten to hang out with y'all. Y'all are awesome. She's going to be here more over the, the weekend. Yeah, I'll too. be here tomorrow and uh, Sunday. So, um, but I love it so far. Really good, solid people. Everyone's so collaborative, you know, in the web world in general. And um, I love it. I want to be around it more. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the web series community is all very supportive. You know, it's the other like indie film or television seem to be more competitive and I fragmented than. than web totally series. agree. On the panel I was on yesterday, which was uh, how to make your web series outside of Hollywood, that's one thing I said. I said in all the different films that I've done, I've never seen a community more supportive than the web series community, and that's awesome. And why I want to keep working in, in this community. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all Are can't we, see this, but oh. Julie has awesome hair. Oh, thank you. She has really cool braids that I keep staring at. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Okay. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find Super Knocked Up. I have a question for you first. Are we oh. the coolest guests you've ever had? Yes, you're the coolest guest ever. Ever. You're the only one that ever got a blooper, special blooper episode. That's right. <laughs> and we requested awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was funny. Cause, that was cool. Because this one over here. <laughs> All right, where can you watch Super Knocked Up? You can watch Super Knocked Up at superknockedup.com, uh, youtube.com slash SKU web series. Please subscribe. That helps us out. You can give our Facebook and Twitter. All right. Um, I always screw these up. I know. Twitter at Super Knocked Up. And Facebook, facebook.com slash Super Knocked Up. Perfect. I don't know how you awesome. can screw that up. But well, thanks for chatting with us, guys. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Yeah, thank you. Y'all are so fun. <laughs> it's really good to meet y'all in person. Hi, I'm indie actress Jen Page from Dorkness Rising, Geek Seekers, Chop Saki Boom, and more, and you're listening to Genretainment. As you can see, I've officially checked out. I had a promising career as an assistant district attorney, trained to prosecute the bad guys. Plato said that there are three parts to the soul, a rational part which seeks truth, a spirited part which desires honor, and an appetitive part which lusts for it all especially money. If you're lucky, you'll have all three in check. Thanks to the right teachers who'll put the right desires in your heart, and thus you'll hunger like a rabid animal seeking justice where there is none, and your spirit will inspire you to set things right when you smell injustice and tyranny, when the world is upside down and the good guy superheroes on TV are really crooks in sheep's clothing. Was my quest for justice worth it? You be the judge. I am Sophia Scott. Hey guys, this is Jean Entertainment, and this is Marks here in LA at LA Whipfest. 
and I'm just talking to a bunch of web series creators here, and here we got one right in front of me. Can you introduce yourself, please? Sure. I'm Vanessa Verduga, and I'm the creator, writer, producer, director, and star of Justice Woman. Okay, great. All right. Well, can you tell us a little bit about Justice Woman? Justice Woman is a comedy drama that follows the story of an assistant district attorney, Sofia Scala, um, who by night she becomes Justice Woman, a fighter for justice and truth. Uh, and she has her sidekick who helps her out, who's her gay office mate. Yeah, <laughs> her gay office mate who comes out in a quite flamboyant uh, costume. And they both go out there and they get themselves into some tight spots. But it's 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 humorous and it's a... Uh, it's a lot of fun to make. Yeah. So where'd the concept come from? I'm especially interested in the cross-dressing element. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, um, when I was writing the series, a lot of, um, there was the whole don't ask, don't tell issues that were happening. Uh-huh. And one of the things that stuck out to me was there There was a military, a guy, um, a gay military uh, serviceman who actually said, well, what do they think we're going to go do on at the, you know, on the battlefield, or they think that we're going to go out with uh, feather boas and uh, high heels and fight. I mean, what's so wrong about us being a part of, 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 you know, being able to serve our country? And that just resonated with me, and I decided, you know what? My psychic is going to be a cross-dresser. That's it, because I'm all for gay rights, and I'm all for um, minority rights, and, and, and that's pretty much why, you know, I did it. And also because it's kind of reminiscent of Batman and Robin, the TV series, and one of the things that lurked around the whole Batman and Robin dynamic was, oh, the whole taboo were, was whether they're gay or not gay. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to make Batman a female Latina, who's me. And then I'm going to make her, you know, the psychic just straight out gay. Why not? <laughs> so what's your background in acting? I'm assuming you have it because you star in a show. Yes, actually. Um, well, the show is very much intertwined with my life, with who I am, uh, because aside from being an actress, I'm also a lawyer. So I'm, I draw from those experiences and uh, to actually for the writing. But in terms of acting, um, what really brought me to making the script and to making the series is the fact that as a Latina actress, I wasn't getting the roles that I wanted. I was being... Um, I wouldn't say typecast, but I was definitely, well, yeah, you can say typecast, but it was, it was, I don't have a problem playing a Latina, but not the stereotypes that Hollywood wants us to play. And that really bothered me. And so it dawned on me, I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm, I'm an actress and I may never get to portray that on film, on TV or anything because Hollywood is stuck on its stereotypes. So I decided to just break away from that, make my own series and make a strong Latino female lead. And show people that, hey, we can carry shows. We don't need, it doesn't need to be a divide between the lead actress, supporting actress, and, oh, the Latina. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's a shame it's like that, because it's, unless there's some story reason in their background, you know, anybody, any female character or male character should be able to be whatever race, right? Exactly, I agree in that. And that's that's why I love, like, Scandal and what Shonda Rhimes does for with a, with her TV series and you know it's like it's not about playing a stereotype you just happen to reflect our reality our society it's we are very much more diverse than what TV tries to portray and that's 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 the beauty about web series the fact that we can actually see that you know society is diverse and we have it's more a lot more multicultural uh, on the internet than it is on on TV and in films yeah now and why superhero 
Oh, because I've been obsessed with superheroes since I was a child. Um, my favorite, of course, being Batman and then uh, Wonder Woman. And I also, being uh, coming from a Latina house, from a Latin household, I grew up watching El Chapulín Colorado. It's pretty funny because he's he's a he's a Mexican parody of superheroes. But I still loved um, the humor, and, and that's kind of what I brought into Justice Woman as well. Some of that humor, some of that campiness, but it's also very reminiscent of the Batman Robin TV series. And how many episodes are out so far? Right now we have three episodes out, which is the whole first season, and you can watch it at justicewoman.com. Uh, we're in post-production for seasons two and three, and we have seasons four and five in the can already. We just... Uh, have to get to those things eventually also put them in post but um yeah no everything's coming along and and hopefully for season six um well not hopefully well we're actually going to do that we're relocating and making justice woman by coastal because right now we film in uh new york and hoboken and planning on bringing her to la Oh, really? Yeah. Are you moving to L.A. or just going to film here? I'm going to be bi-coastal because of acting also. It just makes it so much easier. I mean, I love New York. I can't stay away from New York, but from that area. I just feel that for 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 where I want to take the, the series and where I want to take my career also, it's I feel like being bi-coastal would be very beneficial. So this is probably really good being here in L.A., you know, meeting these other web series creators. Is it, are you making some new connections? Oh, yeah, I've been making a lot of great connections. And not only that, I've been um, inspired by a lot of people here. Uh, it's been great, the, just feeling the, how everyone is very supportive of everyone, the camaraderie that, that exists. Um, the L.A. Web Fest is definitely, I highly, highly recommend the festival to anyone who has a web series because it's just, and to actually recommend for them to, make it to out here to LA to, to be a part of this because it's I can't I can't say the I mean the experience is just something that invaluable I mean it's just beyond you can't even put a price on it because it's just it's been so great meeting everybody getting inspired by them exchanging ideas and really supporting each other mm -hmm. so that's been nice are you surprised by how many web series there are um yeah I am surprised <laughs> you know it's one of those things we often, what we do is we start producing and we start getting into that world and everything and then we don't, we don't realize like, oh crap, you know, I got to start marketing and I got to start. And that's when I, when I lifted my head off, you know, the producer's uh, mindset or the paper, the whatever it is, I don't know. And I was like, okay, I got to start marketing. And then I started realizing, oh my God, there's a whole genre, web series and all of these things. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to submit to festivals. And now I'm like learning so much more. And I love it. I love being, I actually love this, uh, the, the environment a lot. So whenever you created the story of Justice Woman, what, what inspired you to try to make it a web series versus trying to make it a movie or, or maybe pitch it to television or something? Uh, well, one of the things is um, pitching it to television. I was just, uh, I was, I wanted to do it at first but then I started I became very enamored with the project and with my character and everything and I said you know what this is going to be like my Rocky it's like what Sylvester Stallone you know did with his it's and I said I don't want you know I want to just put it out there right now because I can because now we're in a we're in a we're in an age in an era where the internet is just makes it so much easier and now technology also makes it so much easier because now we can actually go out and buy ourselves a 7D Canon DSLR and start shooting. So I just said, you know, why am I going to wait around for, for people to like me or to give me permission to make my series when I can just go out there and do it my, on my own and, 
you know, and really show what I'm what talent I have, or maybe I don't have talent, I don't know, <laughs> but at least whatever I think talent that I have, and go and express it, and, and just put my vision out there, and do it the way that I want to do it, and be able to actually um, say the things that I want to say, because uh, the, the series is a little, it's, it does have some political satire to it, and I do write with a social commentary always through, throughout it all. It does deal with, like I said, gay rights, and immigration, and being a Latina, and um, domestic violence. There's so many issues that I that sometimes I think like I don't know. It, I don't see it on the TV network. I definitely do. If 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 it were to ever be made into an adaptation of for TV, it would it would definitely be something for cable. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Does Justice Woman have any powers? Uh, Justice Woman is a superhuman heroine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, she I. I am playing with the idea, but but it's the whole thing is is the fact that she she grew up being in love with superheroes. It was that obsession that that I know that for me personally, I've always had that um, that's been my alter ego. Like I want to be a superhero for justice, and so this is kind of like my dream come true, <laughs> making this series. And but little by little, it's like I think. I think she does become a superhero and she does have superpowers in the sense that she is actually going to affect some changes or at least, you know, throughout the web series, like I said, it's, it's, um, there's going to be issues that are going to be thrown out there and dealt with and more stuff that's coming up later on. So I guess, I guess that's as superhero-esque as, as it can get, but, um, no, she's not, she's not an Amazon goddess from another, (laughs) from another planet, (laughs) you know, so. Just for a fun question, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you like to have? Um, clairvoyant. Clairvoyance? Be yeah. Able to, be able to see yeah. remotely to different places? Be able to see and be able to um, have those premonitions, like kind of psychic and kind of like, oh, I can see that problems are ahead. Let me go and try to save it, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Minority Report. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's something like that. And, 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 now that's that a legal like, argument, you know. Can you really, you know, punish someone for a crime they haven't committed yet? That's true. That's another thing that, you know, you got to kind of think about. It's, but um, now that you mention it, yeah, I do play around with a little bit of her. She's, she gets some flashes later on in some seasons. Uh-huh. So there's a possibility that she might develop some, some psychic or something. I'm still playing around with it. Well, that's the beauty of, of making web series is that I could change it as I go along. Okay. Okay, and one more time, where can they find you? They can find me at justicewoman.com. To find me personally, it's vanessaverduga.com. Or we have a Facebook page, and that's facebook.com forward slash justicewoman series. All right, awesome. Well, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is Michael Flores, Creative Western X, and you're listening to Genretainment. You're listening to Genretainment. We're here in L.A. This is Marks and... And Julie. All right, and we're here speaking to... Suzette Lacqua. Okay, and what web series are you with? Uh, Last Chance Casting from Vancouver, Canada. And can you tell 
us a little bit about the show. Basically, it's about a ch uh, casting agency that uh, they bring in people, of course, from all genres. And the idea behind it is not a reality TV show, but we want it to be more like a sitcom where we've got a main cast, and then every episode would have different... Uh, you might have a movie auditioning and then a commercial auditioning. They might have babies auditioning one time. They might have animals auditioning. So, And the idea is to mix it up so we have many different guest stars. But again, we want the main cast to have a storyline so they have a following. So every show will be something different but a lot to their life. Great. And how many episodes have aired so far? Well, basically, we have 10 episodes. Uh, the first season was done, and uh, it's on YouTube under Last Chance Casting or our website, lastchancecasting.com. So, and they're about five to eight minutes long, so they're very easy to watch and quick and you know, on the bus, you know, taking a break at work, <laughs> uh, you know, bored on a date, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bored on a date? Bored on a date, absolutely. In the bathtub, mm -hmm. you know, because everyone takes their laptops into the bathtub. Of course. Yeah, so, but yeah, so just pretty much anywhere. And just, you know, just watch them. And they're easy. They're easy, quick, and like some of these others. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Long and boring. Oh, my God, we wanted to die in some of these. I'm not going to say the names of them, though. But other than that, everybody else has been good. All right, and this is filmed in the Vancouver area, right? Yes, definitely. All, actually, all Canadian cast, me and my partner, we, we uh, created co-wrote Brad Whitlock I should probably say his name he's not here okay. couldn't make it Brad Whitlock say Brad I said your name okay um but yeah we, we uh, co-wrote it created it produced it directed it like the whole you know we had a little you know we did have help we had people like with cameras and and the cast all Canadian they all did it as a favor to us mm -hmm. and hoping if we get picked up of course they'll all be cast but we'll see yeah. <laughs> so created this web series you have previous web series experience or, or what motivated you to make this a web series versus you know movie or something more traditional well as a matter of fact we made it as a pilot presentation piece you know thought for sure as soon as the network saw it they'd pick it up in a heartbeat <laughs> I'm thinking now that was probably you know everyone probably it hopes like that a really good idea at the time. it seemed like an excellent idea at the time yeah. and it still does in hindsight you know yeah. so then basically we sent it off to the network now now we're talking Canadian networks right so you know, we got the, the feedback, oh, yeah, great show, great idea, love it, find a production company. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, okay, so off to the net. Oh, to Insidery. It's like, Insidery, what, are you kidding me? You see what's out there? Yeah. So then, so there's finally. Like extras, and there's those other shows. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. And then Entourage, and yeah. I don't know, like, I can't think of any and others, but those ones, right? Yeah. Well, thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> so basically, um, and I'm losing my voice because I don't talk too much or anything. You know? it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. getting towards the end of the no, yeah. Quiet and reserved. I do, don't I? And yeah, I'm, I so, I'm a little bit shy too, so yeah. sorry about that. Uh, you know. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I'm like a flower in bloom, you yeah. know. So that's the, that's the L.A. sunshine. Instead of the Vancouver rain, I can bloom, you know. <laughs> and that's it. So basically the idea was, you know, and we, we, you know, plug it, plug it, plug it. And then apparently you can't get into the States without an agent. So... <laughs> So we basically sort of, one of the um, production companies that we talked to, most of them just said, <clears throat> great idea, you know, um, but we have our own ideas. We have our own show. Sorry, good luck, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, so finally we talked to a guy and he says, a, a producer, and he said, you know what, why don't you make it into a web series? At least you'll get exposure. You never who will know who will see it. And so what we ended up doing was um, we added, because it was a 22-minute pilot, so what we ended up doing is we added more footage because you know you cut a lot and you're wishing oh I wish I couldn't cut that and so we put back what we wanted yeah. made it into 10 webisodes five minutes but it is a continuous story 
line mm -hmm. simply because it was a pilot to begin with. Right. But you can watch a five-minute episode and still get something out of it. Yeah. You know, and all you do is it's like kind of watching a soap opera. You want to watch the next one, see right. what happened to so-and-so or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was the idea, and again, and then we, we just uh, we just did it in November, got online, saw LA Web Fest, and we were like, okay, let's get it out there. So and here we are. So that was pretty lucky. As far as my experience, like Brad's been in the industry for about 25 years, okay. a cameraman, and worked on like many, many movies. Viper, I don't know if you remember the series Viper. He was on that. Again, always back, but he had this thing about, again, doing his own stuff. So he's done some shorts, and he's done some other. So he just wanted my money. So hence the executive producer. But you know what? Like because, again, we work so well together, we've been friends for years, you know, we just decided, yeah, let's do this together, and, you know, and he thinks I'm funny, so I guess, you know, he didn't mind me helping write it, and, uh, and you know, and again, it just, it, we it just, you know, within two weeks we wrote the script, within another couple of weeks we had it cast, within another couple of weeks we had, we were filming it, and then it took months to bloody edit it, you know? yeah, and then, it was, the editing was the worst, but, you know, other than that, it was just bang, 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 you know, and, and like I said, at least we're better off now with the exposure of the LA Web Fest, and on our website and on our Facebook and on the YouTube, that everything, than we were two weeks ago. I mean, yeah. you know, we were doing what we could do, but this is just one step closer to hopefully where we're going to go. Yeah. And then, of course, once we get discovered, oh, God, you guys, you want to interview me then? I'll tell you. <laughs> You'll love me. Just Never remember us when you get big. Yeah, hey, I'm going to, well, you give me your card and I'll be following you guys, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, so, no, but it's been a fantastic, like, look at the people. Like, we've met such cool people. Honestly, yeah. it's been, no matter what comes out of this at the end of the day tomorrow, it's been probably one of the coolest experiences and you know and I've I used to be a flight attendant I've done a lot of things met a lot of people but this has been phenomenal honestly I've really enjoyed it before we go unless you have another I was going to ask if you can let everyone know where they can find your show oh yeah yeah okay so basically on Facebook of course there's last chance casting YouTube all you have to do is type in like three words last chance casting and then we've got our website lastchancecasting.com and so please follow us please look for us but yeah, no, and please watch us as well. <laughs> All right, well, great. Well, thanks for speaking with us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Hello, this is Ben Dobbins from Zombie Orpheus Entertainment, and you are listening to Genretainment. You're listening to Genretainment. We're here in L.A. Uh, it's Mark's and Julie, hi. And we're here with um, the creators of the creators of Vampire Zombie Werewolf and Life from the Inside, and, and most recently, Ladies and Gents, right? The, yes, the full name is the Ladies and the Gents. The Ladies and the Gents. Just so you won't be confused by the numerous porn sites that are online. Oh man! Yeah. Wait, wait. We thought this was one of those. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, we have to end we this interview to, now. Yeah, we, oh. yeah. we, we so this, sorry. This went we over. tried to register ladies and gents. I think that was when we were made oh, aware this is porn. of how porn. Well, of course it's going to be porn. How what porn else would it be? Our name was. <laughs> we just found out last night that there's gay zombie porn. Nice. I don't know why we should be surprised. There's everything. Yeah. All, yeah. Well, yeah. Zombie porn in of itself is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Much less it gets even niche, more niche than, than just zombie there, porn. There's nothing gay less sexy porn. than a zombie. And we talked yeah. about gay zombie porn too. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be, yeah, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> zombies, zombies are sexy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I love rotting flesh. <laughs> I guess well, some people are into that. to be honest, when I was done up like a zombie, I think that was probably the best I've looked in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a big gaping wound on the side of my face. But see, expectations are low when you're dressed up like right. a zombie, right? So any part that you looks good really draws the focus. Right. And you're like, that's all you can see after that point. It was the point. most relaxed about my appearance I've ever been. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, you're hideous. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the attention to detail is appreciated. Okay, but we didn't say your names. Oh, so, uh, so I'll say my own name. I'm Rob Patchett. I'm Tanya Einan. All right. So tell us a little bit about Ladies and Gents. The Ladies and the Gents. The Ladies and the Gents. Sorry. You can find it at theladiesandthegents.com. Uh, it's a, it's two shows, essentially. Two shows in one. It's a, It takes place in a nightclub uh, bathroom. The ladies' room and the gents' room, the men's room. And it's 20 episodes each, and it's just different stories. Just different, uh, just submitted by different writers, directed by different directors, and starring different actors. <laughs> It's a great example. I know. It's a long-winded <laughs> example. Long-winded. It's um, a show about a bathroom. <laughs> so, uh... hope no one has to pee while they're listening to this. <laughs> I know. Visible. They can pause it. Take us in the bathroom with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate. We, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We can't hear you pee, so we don't care. So, yeah. We, yeah, don't so we won't be embarrassed. <laughs> we won't bother anything. We, uh... Yeah, so it's basically, like, what what happens in the ladies' room at a club. Or the men's room. Although, I think, I think women just... In by definition, have more bathroom experiences. I don't think they have more experiences. It's just that women aren't afraid to be social in the bathroom. Yes. And I don't know if that's bred because they used to put couches and chairs in the bathroom for women, so that became a social place for them to gather. I think it's because it's where we can go and talk about you guys. Well, that is a good part of it. Yeah. It's always weird to me when I'm with a friend who talks to me in the bathroom. Like, don't don't talk to me in here. <laughs> I mean, this is where we come to, to avoid eye contact and wash our hands because we feel obligated to the p- other people in there. Well, but see, also for women, especially at a bar or something, you go for safety reasons in groups. Right. Yes. You yeah. know, and so then it's just a perfect opportunity to talk about the guys that yes. you're around in the bar. And so that's why we always look like we're up to something when we come out and the guys yeah. look nervous. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, what were you doing? Nothing. Nothing. And nowadays, it's the only place you can actually hear what the other person's saying. Yes. That is true. Because clubs, I'm, now I'm sounding like an old man. Clubs these days are just they're too so, loud. They're so loud. I can't, I can't hear myself talk. think. But I don't go to clubs to think, I suppose. You go there to drink, not think. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So the show started. I'll give you a little history out of the show. Yes. Stephanie Thorpe uh, told me, hey, I had this idea for a show um, set in a women's bathroom, but we couldn't figure out where to film it because they always wanted it to be a fixed camera show like from the beginning and I of course said hey uh, Rob builds sets <laughs> Rob has a scene design degree why don't we make Rob build a set for us and then we don't have to worry about trying to find a bathroom and uh, so I went home and said Rob I volunteered you to build the set for us and he's like thanks doesn't this sound fun and and <laughs> as he'll say it a couple of days later, which is entirely well, too long. What well, was yeah? And so I was I was kind of bummed out because I was like, so it's just guys. I mean, it's just women working on it. Oh, but it's it's okay for me to build the set. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. But I, I can't actually work on the show, right? By definition, from the beginning, we wanted all women directors, writers, producers, oh, like okay. so that it would be a real female centric show. Right, and so it would be a real female perspective. And so I was kind of feeling bad because you know I I'd like to insert myself in every web series that's ever been made if I could uh, and then days later I was like you know we could do the I could do the guys side of this but it took me I keep telling people this because I'm, I'm really embarrassed by it but apparently a little in awe of my own ignorance too 
took me three days to think to do the moon side of the bathroom because I thought that when you guys first brought me the brought the idea that it was going to be different nights and different people and like I didn't know exactly what the show was going to be but now it takes place in one night yes so is the the gents then mostly going to the urinal coming to the sink grunting yeah. mm, at each mm, other going mm, eh, mm. and then walking off or yes and one occasional person going well yeah yeah and everybody else and, ignoring them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots of like spitting. spitting and things um, no it gets kind of crazy because yeah. men might not uh, act up too much in the bathroom but man when they write they go over the top they go crazy um so and then the one the one thing that is consistent through each episode is the bathroom attendant so we have a a ladies bathroom attendant and a gents bathroom attendant Uh, and they're in every episode but they do not speak they never say anything yeah they don't speak uh, they're just witnessing they're it. They're just witnessing craziness. it, which is very fun because when you watch, like you watch through and you see the episode and you see the story that's happening, and then you can go back and you can just watch the attendant and it's an entirely different episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and in case people are, because I'm sure people will go, how come they don't say anything? And it's because if the attendant spoke, then the show would basically be their show because they'd be the only thing that was consistent in every episode. And if they had too many lines, it would be their show. It would be about them. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is fine, but that wasn't the show we were making. Um, and I think it worked out really well this way. So it's a nice. It's still like their show. Like they're going to be the stars of it, but they're. And the become the janitors. Right. Yes. It becomes yeah. the, the it becomes the attendants. Yeah. Right. The attendants, yes. <laughs> um, so how long did it take to make these sets? Uh, to design it was a few days because I was trying to keep the cost down. Mm-hmm. Um, and to build it, it was three days. Yeah. Right? Three yeah, days. Three days. That's all we had to build. Um, Built it in our driveway and then took it over to the space and put it up and painted it. That's cool. How much yeah. did it cost to make? The set? Mm-hmm. I think I think by the time, because we ended up having to buy more paint because we weren't happy with the color. Uh, there was a big discussion about the color of the set. That that could have been its own show. <laughs> yes, it could We could have. make a sh- one One day we're going to make a web series about paint and website design. <laughs> it's going to knock everybody's side. Somebody in the bathroom off. repainting as, a go, as <laughs> like, the yeah, show went on. on. Um, I think it was a thousand. No, not the set. No. no, no oh, no. I'm sorry. The set cost about, I think, at, at the end, maybe four fifty. Oh, really? It's yeah. I don't even it think was it was fairly inexpensive. Bad. Yeah. Well, we used buckets for urinals. Uh, you know, galvanized steel buckets because urinals are really expensive. Yeah. It's amazing how cheap toilets are. Toilets are really cheap. They break a lot, right? Toilets? Yeah. They, I guess. You can buy a toilet for 25 bucks. You can't buy a urinal for less than 125 So Some of the cost of the set went back to the places we bought. Where it came from. Because <laughs> we bought toilets, but then we didn't you know, use them. We didn't and they never them. got hooked up to anything. Yeah. So they were then returned. Good as new. They were <laughs> yes. better than new because they're famous now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody's gonna go to the store and buy that toilet and not know that so, it's famous. So you need to get a brand. It should be like Coles. Get a brand. We them. talked about that, but yeah, for sure, for like second season, third season, we should get a plumbing company in there, or a, yeah, we could have had a liquor. We had all sorts of sponsorship opportunities in the show. Sort of like Ghost Hunters that had the Rotor Rooter because that was their day job. So exactly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, have that all the time. And we have <laughs> attendants, so if they could have like a bottle of lotion, it could be a Neutrogena or. <laughs> You know, they could or just have, have one that. of the attendants sitting over there drinking the whole time and just <laughs> whatever can or bottle or whatever they're yes, drinking. Yeah. Well, Stella, Stella Artois seems to be the, the beer of 
web series. The beer web series. So they could so you're say the beer bathrooms. <laughs> Not the beer. No, I like Stella actually. Um, but they sponsor a lot of web series. It's or like, did for it's a while. the beer that's been through once already. Yeah. <laughs> You just have a character who's recycling the whole time, just drinking the whole time <laughs> in front of the urinal. <laughs> well, it's like it's like Kenny G. You know, he's that circular breathing when he plays the saxophone. Yeah, it's sort of that. It's similar to that. It's circular not drinking. Really, though, <laughs> <laughs> it's way grosser than that. <laughs> if you've heard a bad saxophone player, that's, that's true. true. Well, this person would be like the Kenny G of urinals. <laughs> I have a brother who played saxophone as a child. There are a few things in life more horrible than that sound. <laughs> I, that was my major. That was my music. That was my instrument. I was oh, yeah? a music major, a saxophone performance right. major. Yeah, it sounds great when you learn it. Um, in the meantime, it can be painful. Oh yeah, <laughs> not as bad as clarinet. Oh, clarinet's even worse when you're learning. Yeah. <laughs> so you've quite a group of talent brought together. Um, so who are some of the directors and and some of the stars? Uh, uh, oh, that's very good. Okay, so Stephanie Thorpe and I are the producers. We also wrote and directed several episodes and starred in. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other... Uh, Marilyn Michaels. Marilyn Ann Michaels is one of our writer-directors. She did a show called uh, The Best Friend. Yes. It was another web series. Uh, Allison Van Orr wrote several episodes. She's produced, I think, every web series that's online. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm blanking. It's tough. It's tough. Who else? Yeah. Wrote, name some gents, and I'll think of women. Uh, who, some gents who directed. Um, well, name your other producers. Oh well, Avi Glajanski, who produced uh, the Further Adventures of Cupid and Arrows, and then um, Steve Lekowitz, who's a producer with me. So we he's produced whatever I've produced. <laughs> um, so we had like Matt Newcomb. Uh, did he direct also as well as write? Yes. Um, and he did uh, a show called Hollywood Wasteland. Um, on the gent side, we had. Phil Harris I'm sorry I did it again I did it because Steve did it <laughs> Phil Morris from um, Seinfeld Seinfeld and from Star Trek uh, Enterprise I want to say not Enterprise he's Voyager 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 was before Enterprise I don't remember which one he's in but he's in it he's uh, he's, he's great he's really good um, he came to set and is in a couple episodes yeah a couple episodes uh, who else directed us Jared Hoy Jared Hoy who's done lots of stuff on the web he worked on lots of shows uh for the ladies there's also Kristen Niedepack who directed one for us Kristen Niedepack, yeah who's doing uh the Geeky Awards and um the Skyrim parodies and Skyrim parodies did. yeah tons a ton of them almost <laughs> yeah. everyone almost <laughs> everyone um we also had a lot of people to step in to act for us which was awesome we have Tara Platt of Shelf Life Paula Rhodes. Paula Rhodes of also Hollywood of Wasteland. Tons of stuff. And Hollywood Wasteland, yeah. Tons and tons of stuff. The Elfquist trailer. Um, so our, our theory from the get-go was we asked people to submit uh, episodes, ideas, and then if they were interested in directing, then we let them direct. And then we also let them cast because our idea was we, you know, we can help you cast with the people we use and like, but we would like to widen the net. So uh, it's literally a cast of hundreds. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Yeah. And we tried to we tried to basically just give people a venue to direct and write and produce. Well, they didn't produce, but they're they're little short. It's not not really a sketch. It's almost like a scene, like a play, because the camera never cuts. 
so there's no edits. Um, so it's almost like they're presenting a one act, a really small one act play, but it's it's you know, taped. How long is each episode? The shortest one I think is 35 40? seconds, and the longest is f- a little over four minutes or four minutes or something. No, yeah. it's the genesis of, the, of this. I mean, how did how did you come up with this or why? I, yeah, I know it was for all women. At first, yes. at, at first, first it was all women. Bathroom, bathroom, bathroom mirror. How did how did that get started? Um, you know, the, the toilet camera just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, the toilet. No, camera. It, that one's that been done on the internet awkward. before too. That is a that yeah. that would be the porn. That, yeah, that, 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 that <laughs> was just awkward. You can decided. find those, but we don't think we should do that. Um, I I think it, it the the genesis of it would be literally the experiences women have had in the bathroom. Women are more social. You know, even if you're not in there with friends, if something happens, you know, can I please borrow a quarter because I need to buy mm-hmm. some feminine products? I mean, there's you just... You have toilet paper over there. Yeah, there's just... Women in general are more social, and so I think it just kind of lent itself already to the idea of... But the idea was brought to you in the beginning. Yes, so. the idea was brought to me, and and so... And then we expanded it out to include the... Um, I don't think the camera was the mirror originally. I think the camera was just fixed as part of the the idea of the bathroom and then we decided to make it the mirror because then we can have that interaction with the camera but not and we with actually the set up mirrors next to the camera so that the actors could look in the mirror at the other actors in the scene so it would look like they were oh, you know so they could actually yeah. connect so they didn't have to fake it mm-hmm. they could actually see each other yeah well, that is interesting because you know if you think about it you know we are more social about because i mean even if you're in the restroom and a woman comes in, you don't know if she looks upset or she's starting to cry. Every woman in there will go, oh, are you okay? Yeah. What can we do for you? Do you need us to call? Some, get, yeah. Do you need something? And that kind of thing. And yes. so it's it's a lot more social. So um, I think especially in a club bathroom because yeah. there's already so much drama and, you know. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is if that happens in the men's bathroom, if a guy comes in crying... You just get out as fast as possible. <laughs> well, that was my next question was, now, what what kind of things do happen in a men's bathroom? What kind of things happen that we'd want to show on screen? Yeah. Um, or both. Well, I, I can't speak to actually all the, the lurid stuff that happens, but <laughs> I don't know. Not, I mean, honestly, most of it's kind of made up. Yeah. Um, because... The, the man, men's room culture is not quite what the ladies' room culture is in this country. So, you know, it's, it's you friends talking to each other. As, as, yeah. it, it's funny because in our show, the men have a tendency, if I can sound a little misogynistic, to, be, to act more like women in the bathroom. They'll ask each other advice. They'll talk about things. I mean, it's something that men don't normally do, but, you know, it's a show. It would be a very boring show if we showed what the bathroom really was. Is the thirty-five second one like where they just kind of look at each other and grunt? No, it, that, that's actually a women's it's episode. It's actually a women's episode. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. ladies have the shortest and I think the longest episode. I believe so. We um, we originally asked everybody to keep it three pages and under. Like we wanted them to be under under five, and really under four. So right, and and they they did, but the longer episodes tend to be monologues. You know, three pages of monologue is a long monologue. Yeah. So. Oh, but there are, you know, if it's going to be a club bathroom, there would be the drunken monologue, you know, yes. story of your life. Yes. Well, and, and they can place. talk to the they can talk to the attendants too. So uh, it's actually a monologue because one person is just choosing not to speak. Yeah. Right. And also, uh, it's it's not it's a club, but it's the type of like restaurant that turns into a club. 
And so there are some kind of early in the evening events happening where, where people are a lot more verbose mm. <laughs> and not in a drunken way. Yeah. Um, but then it definitely leads into the, the drunkenness that's happening. So, um, yeah, it gets more debauched as the evening goes on. Yeah. As it should be. A little crazier. Be. Right. Yes. <laughs> and when is, uh, when is this going to be online? This is going on April 9th. Yes, April 9th we launch. Uh, we have 20 weeks of content. Wow. Every Tuesday will be an episode of The Ladies. Every Wednesday will be an ancillary show that we shot. We shot another <laughs> another little set of videos called Al's Tips and Anna's Tips. Those are the, the washroom attendants where they stand and basically it's old school kind of 1950s education style. Etiquette tips. Oh, Etiquette I love tips. That. Yeah. So like it'd be a voiceover, you know. Al says always make sure you wash your hands, you know, that kind of thing. But funnier. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be that. And then every Thursday, an episode of The Gents. Yep. For 20 weeks. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Uh, we shot the whole thing in uh, four, four days. Four days, yeah. That's so really that's something good. else we should mention. <laughs> we literally <laughs> built the set for three days, shot the ladies, um, stored the set for the week, and then went back, to, had one day to kind of flip it and add urinals and change it up a little bit, and then we shot The Gents. That was the real innovative part of, I think, of the process was how we shot it uh, and giving people a three-hour block. They had an hour to make sure that everybody showed up, then an hour to rehearse, not on the set, but somewhere around the area, and then they had an hour to shoot their scene. And they could shoot it as many times as they wanted, as long as it was within that hour. So. And something we failed to mention until now is that every episode is one take. So whatever you're seeing in the episode, one take. There are no cuts. There are no edits. Right. We didn't add anything the, in. There's an edit for the title of the show, but it's the same take. It just stops, and then you see the title, and it starts again. I yeah. didn't make any. I didn't use that opportunity to. Oh, you didn't. To, you didn't we cheat no, there. We no didn't, cheating. No cheating. So um, I think that's one of the the most fascinating things about it is that we, we told the writers and the directors from the get-go, you know, uh, you need to rehearse ahead of time. There will be no cuts. So it, they're, they're really, we're presenting 40 mini plays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you find that kind of made people bring their in-game more? Um, once they got over it, we had a lot of pushback from, from certain people. We had people drop out of the project because they just couldn't get they their head around it. assumed that it was going to be a full-on edited thing yeah and uh i i found it really freeing because it's like oh i don't i don't have to worry about what angle the camera is going to be at and what's going on and Mm -hmm. and uh definitely there were you can tell who who was ready were nervous the actors were nervous but it was was it was really fun to see who came to play like who was Mm -hmm. like we are rehearsed we are ready we're good to go well because especially for some of these longer takes i mean i was running the boom for most of it that was my big claim to fame on the set (laughs) so i ran the boom and um you would get toward the end of a take and you you could just feel the actors getting more and more tense as they were getting closer and closer to the end because if they screwed up they'd have to start all the way from the beginning again and especially when things are going really well you can almost see it I'm sure you'll be able to see when it airs if you're watching closely. You can almost see that moment when the actors click, like, this is going great. And then, yeah. oh, crap. Now I'm thinking not. about yeah. it. I better not fuck I it better up. stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, I think I think a lot of people, especially once they got over the nerves, um, in your hour was the first time on set and your first time working with the attendant. We didn't let anybody rehearse with the attendant ahead of time because we didn't want them to influence that character. We didn't want character. the attendant's life to be all rehearsals. Well, all and, and that too. That's also why the attendant doesn't speak is that they could then be thrown in 
on the spot and oh, our yeah. two attendants were absolutely amazing they, they don't need to speak they're good enough without we yeah. know we know exactly what's going on with those oh, two yeah. without, without their, a single word you watch both of their faces and like i said they've got their own scene going on um in fact when you go back and watch the show watch it and then watch it again and only watch the attendance it's yeah. very it's fascinating well that's good acting when, mm-hmm. when you don't have to rely on dialogue to get your point across yeah right. that's that's really good acting uh, who plays the attendance Okay. Trent Hopkins. Trent Hopkins plays the gents' attendant, and Beth. Beth Fisher plays Fisher. the ladies' yeah. attendants. Beth Fisher. So Trent Hopkins plays Al, and Beth Fisher plays Anna. Right. It's we like I, I don't know why I can't remember their names. I put them on there. I made all their graphics. I, I know what their <laughs> names are. Well, there's a lot of people. So there are a oh, lot so of many. people. It's um, harder to remember when you're looking at a microphone. That's true. <laughs> it's true. And I've got a terror. Like, what's, what what's your name? What's your name? My name's. I won't oh, talk. What's my name? What's my own name? You'll what's never get me to. Names? You'll never get me to well, talk. And now I'm like, I can think of everybody that's worked on the show, but you, I'm. It's just going to become a huge list. You have oh, to watch the show long, to find yeah. out everyone that's involved because we have some. We watch have some the credits. Yeah, yes. there are credits at the end of every episode for um, just that reason. That, did you give us a website address to go to? Theladiesandthegents.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Ladies Gents Show, or you can go to YouTube slash The Ladies and the Gents. But to be clear, if you find yourself at a porn site, it's not the it's right not one. It's not the right one. Yeah, we have very, even if it's set in a bathroom. We have very little hardcore porn in our show. <laughs> Just a smattering, but so not really enough. If you see a, more than a few seconds of hardcore pornography, you are at the wrong site. Switch immediately. <laughs> find the right one. That should be your marketing thing. The ladies yeah. and gents, not the porn. Not the porn. <laughs> Very little hardcore porn. Very, very little hardcore I like porn. that tagline better. <laughs> ladies and the gents, really, very little hardcore porn. You'd be surprised at how little hardcore porn we have in our show. <laughs> I don't know, that might not get people to go to it. That's true. You might want to be check out and see how much. Yeah. yeah. Decide for yourself. I mean, we all have different levels of hardcore, right? That's yeah. true. <laughs> draw more audience. <laughs> Now, is there any other projects you want to uh, promote? You have this chance. Oh, well, we're, we're premiering Forcing Fate at the Hollywood uh, First Glance Film Festival on the 27th. April 27th. Oh, look, I remembered. You remembered this time. <laughs> uh, that's a short film that we made uh, starring a friend of ours, Joe Nicky and Lauren Abulafia. Mm-hmm. And, and so, ourselves. Yeah. And ourselves, of course. There's always rules for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Go watch the ladies and the gents because uh, and like us on YouTube. That's your best bet no, for getting a season you subscribe two. Subscribe on YouTube, yes. Oh yes. Subscribe on YouTube. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash the ladies and the gents. Yes. Now that people can still check out Vampire Zombie Werewolf right? online. At, yes. At, yes. Yep. At VampireZombieWerewolf.com or at Cater Pictures, K A T R Pictures on YouTube or caterpictures.com or now yeah. what about Life from the, ins- is Life from the yeah. Inside oh Life from the Inside is, is actually being re-released right now uh, uncut and remastered from the original show that we I think we're we've gotten up to episode 5 yes um, and that was released in 2008 or 7 so we're doing them uncut because we had to s- split them up for YouTube back in the day because YouTube wouldn't accept the video longer than 10 minutes and Life from the Inside is a full-length sitcom, so it's, it's 22 length. minutes. So through the My Damn Channel Comedy Network, their new comedy network, which if you have a show and you want to submit to the My Damn Channel Comedy Network, just go to My Damn Channel and submit your show. Um, we are re-releasing Life from the Inside, so it's been kind of nice. We 
it's been well, we've always wanted to do it and now we have the opportunity to, we could have done it on our own but it's nicer to work with my damn channel it's been great because uh, it's a whole new audience now people who know us from Vampire Zombie Werewolf are going back and discovering the first show that we did mm -hmm. and so yeah now here's a hard hitting question everyone wants to know when can we expect another season of Vampire Zombie Werewolf and can we <laughs> The answer was that no is. for a long time, <laughs> but now, I keep asking because I keep hoping that'll change. Yes. We have yeah. a we have a plan for uh, VZW season two. Yes, yeah. we uh, Rob and I the other day driving home from something. I went, what if we did this? Then we could actually film it like whenever we wanted to. And Rob was like, well, that works, and we could do this and this and this and this. And I'm trying not to give any of it away. <laughs> it's going to so, be a lot of this. It's going to be a lot of this. Um, There's some of that. There's some of that. Well, the biggest problem was that Tad and Bunny's house was a friend of, is a friend of ours' house. And they just they had a kid not, I mean, not long after we shot there. And we're not... Was it a vampire, a zombie, or a werewolf kid? <laughs> I think it's all three. All three? Yeah. I think it's all three. Uh, so we can't really impose on their house anymore. Um, well, so, they can so, move. Well, yeah, yeah, so Tad, Tad and, and Bunny, Bunny might have to move from the suburbs. Tad and Bunny will have moved for season two. We'll give that much away. Yeah. Remember, on I Love Lucy, they packed up and moved at some point. That's true. They, they moved, they moved know, to the they, country. They went yeah. to the country. They decided to put. And look at how well that acres. turned out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bunny would like the country. I think Bunny's mm -hmm. more of a city girl. Yeah. They make their kid play the drums, <laughs> like little Ricky did. Yeah. That yeah. kid was good. So, yeah. But, yes. Well, there's, hey, he there's... was even born on cue because they weren't sure, obviously, back then if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And they wrote in the script, okay, a boy. Popped out a boy. Now, that's a future in filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you could maybe you could cast your friend's kid. <laughs> we could. That, there are a lot of parallels to seems to I Love Lucy and Vampire Zombie Werewolf <laughs> that are coming up without giving too much away. Bonnie, <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> That All is right. a terrible, terrible accent impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Ricardo. That's all right. He doesn't care anymore. No. <laughs> oh, way oh, to bring it down. No. <laughs> <laughs> End on a downer. That's what I say. <laughs> In order to pick yourself up, try some vitamin and vegemin. Yeah. <laughs> it perks you right up. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, it was nice to meet you guys in person. Yes. Yes, that was no. fine. It was great. Yeah. And now and now you can do this interview in this glamorous parking lot in Westchester. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right near the airport. I feel like we need to point out that we're sitting in a parking lot in our at, car. In the parking lot outside of Staples Office Supply in Westchester. By the airport. <laughs> By, By the, the airport. airport. So, so you can hear the planes. But it's a very nice car. So go to Google Maps. <laughs> it's very clean. And search nice. and you'll see where we are and you can feel like you're there. <laughs> it's part of the interview. <laughs> the first parking spot on the end right next to the entrance. Yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys, and, and good luck with uh, the ladies and the gents. We hope it does awesome. Have 20 strong weeks. Thank yes. you. Awful box office. And prematurely, congratulations on getting to season two. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Hey. That's the goal. Hi, this is Barry Dodd. I'm the director of Ragged Isle or something like that. And you're listening to Genretainment. Thank you to everyone for taking the time to chat with us, and we wish all of their shows luck and look forward to talking with all of them again. So that's it for today's Genretainment. Check back next week with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. And coming up next week, we have more web series coverage, this time not at LA WebFest, but over the phone with Lisa Dean, the creator of the animated series Chilltown TV. 
also the producer and director of the Point of View action web series Armed Response on the YouTube action channel Hard Coded. And as if that wasn't enough, we will also have the creative minds behind the new science fiction YouTube channel Forge Apollo. Oh, and a non-web series front, we will have a bonus interview next week with the stars of the new sci-fi series Defiance. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Defiance. And don't forget, you can always check out all of our past episodes of Genretainment in the archives at scifipulseradio.com. You can also check out the other great shows on this channel like SFP Now, The Roundtable, and Jeff Trek. And please share, like, and comment on our episodes to show us you want more episodes. John Timmer will be back right here next Tuesday. Big thanks from us to all of you out there for listening. Until, Until next, next time. time.